bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello, everyone. I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming up on today's program, China's benchmark lending rate saw its second decline this year on Monday, and CSRC unveiled a slew of measures to revive stock market. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. China cut its one-year benchmark lending rate on Monday as authorities seek to ramp up efforts to stimulate credit demand, but kept the five-year rate unchanged. The one-year loan prior rate of LPR, which most new and outstanding loans are based on, was lower by 10 basis points to 3.54% from 3.55% previously, while the five-year LPR, which impacts mortgages pricing, is left at 4.2%. The reduction in the one-year LPR came after the People's Bank of China lowered its medium-term policy rates last week, which is expected to stimulate financing demand, promote investment and employment activity, and enhance the country's recovery momentum driven by domestic demand. The unchanged five-year LPR was partly due to the pressure on net interest margins being felt by Chinese banks, experts noted, as to prevent a wider interest rate gap between new and existing housing loans. With the LPR being lowered this month, officials have not ruled out leveraging other tools with a possible cut in the reserve requirement ratios to increase support for the real economy, analysts said. Meanwhile, the PBOC, together with the National Financial Regulatory Administration and China Securities Regulatory Commission, said on a Sunday statement that more financial support will be lent to the real economy during a Friday conference. The meeting stressed that major financial institutions should take the initiative to provide more loans, with large state-owned commercial banks continuing to shoulder the responsibility by increasing credit lines. More support should be given to smaller enterprises and the development of key sectors, including the green economy, technology, and high-end manufacturing. It also said the authorities will adjust credit policy in the real estate sector. Moreover, financing costs for the real economy will be reduced. The meeting said, pointing to the need to give better play to the market-oriented adjustment mechanism for deposit interest rates and strengthen the sustainability of financial support for real economy. Moving on to some regional highlights. More than 300 well-known Chinese and foreign enterprises from 50 countries and regions have confirmed their participation in the first China International Supply Chain Expo, which will be held from November 28 to December 2 in Beijing. International exhibitors account for more than 20% of the participants, demonstrating the strong attraction of the expo and the Chinese market. Said the China Council for the Promotion of International Trade, the organizer of the Event on Sunday during an event held for the 100-day countdown, the number of professional buyers and visitors is expected to exceed 100,000, according to the council. The seventh China South Asia Expo concluded Sunday with 338 projects and a total investment of 404 billion yuan side. Organizers said the five-day event, held in Kunming, the capital city of Southwest China's Yunnan Province, attracted over 30,000 exhibitors as well as representatives and guests from 85 countries, regions, and international organizations. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future. Authorities in southern China's metropolis Guangzhou may introduce housing vouchers as compensation for families affected by urban renovation projects 
in an effort to revive the sluggish housing market, Mina reported Friday. The program under consideration will compensate residents whose rundown properties will be demolished in Shanty Town redevelopment project, allowing them to purchase new housing. The vouchers will also be transferable. Starbucks said Friday that it will establish an innovation and technology center in Shenzhen, South China, which will open next month with an initial investment of 1.5 billion yuan to enhance its data infrastructure. After the innovation center opens, another project of the company, the Starbucks China Coffee Innovation Industrial Park, will be put into operation. Next on Industry and Company News. In the first seven months of 2023, China's foreign trade with other BRICS countries, Brazil, Russia, India and South Africa, saw 19.1% year-on-year to 2.38 trillion yuan, according to data released by the General Administration of Customs on Monday. The new figure accounted for 10.1% of China's total foreign trade value during January to July, marking a rise of 1.6 percentage points. In terms of export, China's trade with these countries totaled 1.23 trillion yuan, showing a year-on-year growth of 23.9%, while the import from other BRICS countries reached 1.15 trillion yuan, up 14.3%. In addition, trade volume of China's private companies jumped 29.4% to 1.36 trillion yuan during the period, accounting for 57.1% of the total trade volume between China and the rest of the bloc. China's cinema ticket sales over the summer period have exceeded 18.2 billion yuan as of Sunday, the latest data from ticketing platform Lighthouse Pro. The summer box office has already set a new record by Thursday evening when the figure hit 17.8 billion yuan, led by Chinese movies Lost in the Stars and No More Bet, breaking the previous record of 17.77 billion yuan set in 2019. Merckshop and Dome surpassed AstraZeneca to become China's largest foreign drug maker by sales in the first half of the year. Thanks to soaring sales of human papilloma virus vaccines in the country, MSD sales in China reached 3.6 billion US dollars in the first six months, up 45% from a year earlier, according to medical data information platform Menet. AstraZeneca's China sales rose 13% to 3 billion US dollars in the period. Shares in Guangzhou Baiyun Airport and Shanghai Airport plunged to the exchange in post limit on Monday morning after rumors circulated online saying that the two airports have reached an agreement with China Duty Free Group to cut the commission rate for duty free operations to between 15 and 20 percent, significantly lower than the ratio of 20 to 25 percent that market expected. Both airport operators issued statements in the afternoon saying that they had never been in such discussion. China's largest express delivery company SF Holding on Monday filed an application for a second listing on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, the exchange's website showed. SF has chosen Goldman Sachs, Huatai Financial and JP Morgan to work on the listing, the filing showed. China Mobile on Saturday launched the largest quantum cloud computing platform in China along with China Electronics Technology Group Corp, vowing to take quantum computing to a new level of practical use. 
as the country's most recent computing platform, it achieved hybrid computing of both quantum and general computing power for the first time in the industry, China Mobile said in a statement. Switching gears financial news, China's securities regulator unveiled a package of measures on Friday proposing steps including cutting trading costs, supporting share buybacks and encouraging long-term investments. The CSRC said late Friday it plans to reduce the handling feed in stock transactions while studying an extension of trading hours for stocks and bonds. Following the CSRC proposal, exchanges in Shanghai, Shenzhen and Beijing announced plans to reduce transaction fees starting August 28. Other measures laid out by the CSRC include boosting the development of equity funds and improving the attractiveness of listed companies. The CSRC said it would boost the development of equity funds by speeding up the registration of index funds and broadening funds' assets to derivatives and encourage fund managers to make counter cyclical investments. CSRC would also study measures to restrict financing activities by companies and sectors whose shares trade below net asset value or initial public offering prices. Also vowed to keep balanced development between the primary and secondary markets by keeping up a rational pace of IPOs. Although the market had expected China to introduce a so-called T plus O mechanism to allow shares to be bought and sold on the same day, CSRC did not include that among its proposals, saying it could drive speculation and harm small investors. The regulator, however, did not rule out the possibility of a cut in stamp tax, but said it's beyond its power. And wrap up with a quick look at the stock market. Chinese stocks suffer another round of selling on Monday, with the benchmark Shanghai Composite down 1.4% to hit a nine-month low, and the Shenzhen Components sank 1.3%. Hong Kong's Hang Seng also fell 1.8%, while the tech index tumbled 2.1%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.